Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Hockey Tonk Backstage, where we take you behind the scenes of the sports and music industry here in Music City. Justin Bradford and Lucy. And big exciting news from Lucy that being back on tour. And I'm sure this mm-hmm. is very exciting for you right now, Lucy. It's so exciting. I just It just kind of happened out of nowhere. Um, and I have to give all the credit to this podcast. That's exactly the reason why I'm back on tour, which is so crazy. But wow, what a whirlwind this last month has been. So got to give everyone the heads up. So who are you touring with and what exactly are you doing with them? I'm touring with Chase Rice now and I am selling his merch. So I'm back to selling merch right now and it feels so good. Slinging that merch. Slinging that merch. And also Mm -hmm. too, uh, another job that kind of gets you back in the, the industry uh, in the, in the music world and everything too. And also something that's really close to your heart. Whenever you travel, what's, what's the day job now again? The day job now again is old smoky. See, I mean, you have a, <laughs> it's perfect for you. It's perfect. <laughs> I know. I just, I like, I'm, I'm telling you this last month has been such a whirlwind and I'm waking up and I'm like, how am I working for old smoky? And how am I back on tour <laughs> with one of my friends? Like I just, right. I don't want anyone to pinch me right now. Right. <laughs> Please no one pinch me. So went on tour and everything too, because people, I'm sure a lot of folks think that when you say on tour, it means you're constantly on the road, but that's not really what it's like. And especially right now, it's not what it's like. So what's this process been like for you? How many times have you been on the road? Where have you been to? So when they kind of gave me the call as to, I was just filling in. Um, it was just going to be just a short run for the weekend. We did one show in Jacksonville and then we did two shows in Atlanta and that was it. And then, um, and then we had one show at the Ryman, which I got to work, which that was just like so crazy. Um, so it's definitely different now because of COVID protocols and stuff. So the show in Jacksonville was outside. So it kind of definitely felt more of like a normal concert. But then the two shows in Atlanta, they were they were inside. So it was a smaller capacity and, you know, you had to wear your mask when you walked around and stuff like that. And people were in pods and stuff. But it's, mm-hmm. regardless, it just felt so good to be around live music again i can imagine and i'm i'm sure too just with all the different people there on tour with all the different crew and everything what was that energy like because it's one of those things that i'm sure everyone's excited to be working again but also just to be in that atmosphere of a live concert because it's live concert experience there's nothing like it i mean you can watch something on virtually you can Mm -hmm. watch something on tv but that feeling that energy that surrounds you and surrounds the air just what was that experience like oh my gosh like that day well (laughs) we're a little bit out of tour shape everybody (laughs) so the work um smarter not harder we were working harder not smarter like i remember (laughs) i was like under the the bus bay like trying to get merch going i'm like i like what am i doing and then chase came by was like working harder hardly working i was like i have no idea at this point like i'm just trying to get like my mind back and then his tour manager john you know we just basically oh we just made life harder for us that first day, just trying to get back in the groove and stuff. But um, when we were in Jacksonville, like I had tears in my eyes, like just to hear live music again and the band, they were so excited and they kind of improvised on stage because they were just, they were just in the moment <laughs> and just going with it. I remember like when, after the show, we got off, they got off stage and we went back on the bus and they were like, dude, I didn't know you were going to do that. Like, I didn't remember that song. And like, they were just going back and forth at it, but like having so much fun, like that was so much fun and stuff like that. And then um, the shows, I don't know, it was just, it was just so cool. And then when we were in Atlanta, 
we played um, the venue right across the street from the new Brave Stadium. So, and they had two home games. That was their opening oh. um, weekend. So like to see live music happening and then right across the street was baseball was starting up and like just the fans, like just life just felt so normal. So normal. Finally. So it was just, <laughs> ah, it was just so cool. So, so take us through the process of this too, because I mean, a lot, a lot of folks in the music industry obviously know what it takes. I mean, you have a call time, you get on the bus, you travel, and then when you arrive, all the things are getting set up and everything. And especially because we're a behind the scenes type of podcast, take us through everything of what that's like. Because I mean, I, I, my hockey team, there's a few musicians and they're like, oh, I can't have any games here. My call time tomorrow's at 530 in the morning <laughs> to be on the bus. So what is that whole process like? Take us through that. So we'll have bus call at whatever location it is set up by the crew, the team management. Um, so typically a random grocery store, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it can be like literally like when I was touring with Tanya Tucker here and there, like we were at the Kroger and Hermitage. Right. <laughs> so I was like, well, I hope my car is going to be safe here like, <laughs> the next week. I mean, it always was. Yeah. So bus calls at night and I love traveling on a bus because you, you get on the bus, you socialize for a couple hours and then you go to sleep and then you wake up at your destination. And then there's just so many other factors that go into it. Um, like we were playing an out that was Jacksonville. So we were outside. So, you know, we, the venue doesn't really open at a certain time. It's already open. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of easier and fun. And then, um, at a certain point there's load in where the band's loading in their equipment. Then I'm going to load in my merch at my merch table and just set up from there um and with merch it kind of gets lonely sometimes because I get merch set up and then the band's sound checking and then I have a couple hours to hang out with them but mm -hmm. then I have to be the first one out because I have to be at the merch table before doors open because right. obviously you know people are coming in they're going to buy merch and I am also the last one on the bus <laughs> at the end of the night. So it's like venues waiting for me to settle. The bus is waiting for me to load up so we can roll. So there's just, it's just, there's just like a whole bunch <laughs> of different factors, but bus call, you hang out on the bus for a little bit, you go to sleep, you wake up at your destination, and then you just kind of go through the day with the call times that the venue has in place and stuff like that. Right. And then load up and socialize again for a few hours, go to bed and then wake up at the next destination. It's the life. It's I the life. want a tour bus so bad. Like forget about <laughs> flying. It's all about a tour bus. All about the bus. So mm -hmm. you, you said a term there too that I want to make sure folks understand as well. When you say settle, what does it mean when you're having to settle and close up for the night? What what is what goes along with that? So in my role, um, merch, I have I obviously have to count in the merch um before the show, and then I have to count out to see how much we sold. And then we have a really cool app called um, App Venue that's going to do all like the math for me and oh, stuff cool. like that. Yes. And it breaks it down so well. And it there's a number where we made, but then there's a number that I have to pay the venue. Right. To. So all that, all that is getting um, done when I settle on my end. Um, okay. And then obviously like the tour manager will settle for the show. Um, kind of the same thing in a sense. They're just not selling merch. Right. I think their merch is the tickets and stuff. So I've never been a 
uh, a part of that because I'm settling on my end, but you, you have enough going def- on. I have enough going on. I do. I do. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's the same thing at the Skirmahorn with the symphony, especially when there's guest artists or performers coming and everything too. Typically it's the VP of marketing or someone from the box office that is settling, meaning that you figure out the ticket sales that happen and mm-hmm. making sure things get paid off. And so you're just, you're closing up shop. You're done. You know, let's move on to the next night. It's settling. That's yep. so it's just a term. I want to make sure people knew because it's, it's one of those industry terms that if you're, you haven't been around it you probably don't know exactly what goes into it right yeah uh, so on the bus too it's it's one of those things i'm sure and i've never experienced this but always been curious about it too what's the camaraderie like on the bus and and d- does everyone have to get along or is there just an understanding that we're all here we're just excited what's that energy like when you're traveling on a bus there's multiple people that are there that you have to share space with yeah i mean it's a little bit of everything and <laughs> um people i never like sometimes i'm like if I would have told myself 10 years ago that I would be touring and like having to get on the bus with strangers, I'd be like, you're crazy. <laughs> Cause I was so shy. You know, I had anxiety. Um, I mean, there are going to be different situations where people are literally going to have to fill in. And it is a weird concept because like, I don't know these people. Like mm-hmm. I knew some of Chase's band, but because I've known them for since I think 2013, but like, they don't remember me like, you know, um, so I literally don't know anyone and I'm just getting on the bus. Like, hi guys, my name's Lucy. You know, you do small talk and then you just roll down the road. And I'm sleeping here with you guys. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so this was, this is like the youngest, I guess you can say crew I have been around. And of course this past, I mean, um, that week, that weekend we went to Jacksonville and Atlanta. I mean, everyone's like super excited, you know, and it's already kind of awkward because like I'm the new one, but then I don't want it to be awkward because I'm the only girl on the bus. Oh, gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I've been on tour before and, you know, we're human. We're going to get annoyed with each other. Oh, especially like close that. quarters. Like, <laughs> exactly. It, it definitely can happen, but um, Chase has a really good group of guys with him and I was on the band bus and I felt super comfortable. I felt super safe, like super respected by them. And, um, it's just so funny. Like after like that, those three shows, I feel like they're my brothers now because you have no choice, (laughs) but to like get to know people. Right. It's like, here you go. You're family now. (laughs) No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And like, I don't like, you know, a bass player can fill in or like I've had, I've been on a tour where like a tour manager is filling in for the weekend. Oh wow. Yeah. So like you literally just get on the bus and you just have to, you just have to own it. Wow. It is really the weirdest thing in the world. Like sometimes I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing what I'm doing. Like I'm literally on a moving vehicle with strangers, all these people that I don't know. My mom's like, Hey, have fun. See you later. I'm like, do you really know what you're like? <laughs> so it is, it is like the strangest thing if you really think about it, but you know, we're just all in this together. Yeah. And, and that's the life too. And that's something that's unique. And I'm sure there's plenty of people out there that wish they could have that right now too. So mm-hmm. uh, like you said, pinch you don't, please don't pinch you because no, you want to all be not. real. I'll mm-hmm. continue to stay real. So during a concert, and obviously I'm sure most of the merch sales are happening pre and post what's going mm-hmm. on during the concert. Are people still lining up to buy stuff or is there kind of a, a slower period where you get to do other things? What's that like during a concert? It's definitely a slower period for sure. Um, you will have like those people that are going to the well, it all also depends on where the merch table is set up. Mm-hmm. So during the show, it will definitely die out for me. And those people that are going to the bathroom, you know, they'll kind of 
swing on by and give it a look <laughs> shorter maybe buy lines. something mm-hmm. and then ask like oh like how much longer are you going to stay after i'm like well i'm literally here until like you guys clear out yeah so, we want to make our money <laughs> uh-huh so and then they're like okay we'll be back after and it's kind of like a 50 50 on if they're going to be back after or not or they just gonna leave. <laughs> so. All right. So with with types of merch, because every I'm sure artists have their input. Everybody has their input on types of merch. What to you over the past few times now that you've been touring? What's been one of the most popular items for, of Chase Rice that has sold? Definitely um, koozies. Koozies. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they're five dollars. You know, people. I would say nine out of ten times are gonna have a cold beverage in their hand. Oh, for sure. So a koozie is really good. Um, and he does have like this one shirt that sells really well. So it's just, it all just, right. it all just kind of depends on the area that we're in. Oh, for sure. The demographic of, you oh, know, yeah. of that venue and stuff like that. So, but for sure the koozies and his um, head down, eyes up hat sell okay. really well. So I gave him a camo one to wear for the show and we sold the heck out of that camel one that night so he's a smart businessman too he's gonna wear the product because then i'm gonna be selling it at the merch booth so people want to wear what Mm -hmm. he's wearing that's smart that's really smart but she's like oh we have an overstock of this item hey man you need to wear this tonight so we can Mm -hmm. sell it (laughs) and then and then i i wore um a couple shirts of his when i was selling and i sold a lot of those shirts See? that night too there, and see? i told him he was like well heck yeah we're the merch like let's sell this i'm like okay cool that's and that's awesome so how many different types of items are you managing i mean every band's different you have some bands or some artists that are going to have 12 different shirts or 20 different shirts some may have two some may have this so what mm-hmm. are the types of things that you're having to manage in terms of the different types of merch that are for sale well his hats for sure um the koozies he has maybe about eight shirts but it's kind of like a weird transition period because he's still sitting on merch from when he was supposed to tour in 2020 yeah yeah Yeah, so we kind of have to get rid of that right before we can start creating new merch and having new merch out on the road and that's something pretty cool that i've kind of been able to have an like an input in was like, Hey, what about this? What about that? And stuff like that. But, um, I've definitely pitched some ideas, but at the end of the day, he's the boss and it's his merch. So if he doesn't like it, he does, he does, he's not going to go for it, (laughs) but it's good that you already feel comfortable to be able to have a say. I mean, Mm -hmm. that that shows a lot too, in terms of trust in a team to, to let everybody speak, even if they don't agree or like, no, no, we're going to go this direction just to be able to know that you can have a voice that always speaks Mm -hmm. volumes for how a crew is being run. That's for sure. Yeah. And he, he's so awesome. I'm very thankful to have known him for the years that I have. And just like the fact that he's my boss now, um, right. I, it's like so cool. We, we all kind of joked, it was like, oh, it finally happened. Like I'm finally employed by you. And right. <laughs> it all came from me asking his manager, what are the chances that we can get Chase on for an right. episode? And then he was just like, hey, do you still want to do merch? I said, absolutely. And then went out on that run. I killed it. Um, the band was happy. Management was happy with me. Chase was happy with me. And Chase gave management the thumbs up to bring me on. That's awesome. So, you thank you for this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you everyone for listening too. That's uh-huh. definitely appreciated. So before we have to go too, I want to get into your mind of merch, especially, you know, this is going to continue on with. And so the ideas that you have are going to become ever important. 
let's say you're working with an artist, any artist, so we won't put the pressure mm-hmm. on Chase here, work with any artist, what are the types of things that you think are really important for merch in terms of what you think is going to sell or how you market it to a different demographic as well? What are you doing? Is it arranged, how you're going to arrange different things and for sale? It's about wearing things I'm sure, for sure too, but what mm-hmm. do you want? What do you want to see an artist have on a merch that maybe is unique as well? Well, so a lot of factors go into it. First of all is what is their demographic? Right. So, you know, like I might not like to wear hardcore camo. Right. But someone's demographic might like to wear that hardcore camo. So you just think kind of Kenny Chesney, you know, he's so beachy and stuff. So, and, and that's his demographic is that brand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh Exactly. So, but you kind of have to, meet the demographic with what can sell or what sells and also try to meet it with what is trendy. Yeah. You're right. Just because like I like to wear something doesn't mean that that demographic likes to wear something just because I think it's going to sell doesn't necessarily mean it's going to sell. Understanding that's half the battle. (laughs) mm -hmm. So I'm still learning his demographic um, obviously with pitching new ideas and management is telling me like, this is his demographic and stuff. So I'm learning what his demographic is um, for Chase because he also has his head down, eyes up line right. that he wants to keep completely separate. And his head down, eyes up line resembles him to a T. Like that is who he is, but he needs that concert merch. Right. That's going to sell. So that makes absolute sense. So mm-hmm. in all your times, because I know you've attended plenty of concerts yeah. and, and I'm sure just in terms of working merch before and everything as well, and just having an eye for these types of things. I mean, there's a reason why I have the job. You have an eye for things and you're obviously very intelligent when it comes to that and the marketing side of things too. What's one of the most unique things of merch you've seen at an artist's table at a concert? Is there anything that stands out to you aside from like a koozie or a t-shirt or something like mm-hmm. that? Is there anything that's like, you know what? I've never seen that before, but that's really cool. Is there anything that comes to your mind? I think when they make it look like it's not a concert tee. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. If that makes any sense. Like, so Tim McGraw, I have this really cool t-shirt from Tim McGraw that I absolutely love. Um, And it's, it's his Indian outlaw shirt, but it's almost like a cartoon. It says Tim McGraw on it, but that's not the standard like t-shirt with his face on it and the tour dates. See, I kind of, tend to go away from the t-shirts with the face on it and the tour dates, but that's just me. So Mm -hmm. if an artist has a t-shirt that looks like I could have gotten it from, I don't know, urban outfitters or whatever. I don't even know, even know why I said that because I don't even shop there. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I'm more likely going to buy that. Because it feels like it's in style and not just a tour t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like low key saying I'm a fan without saying I'm a fan. Oh that yeah. Kind of thing. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, okay, for me, the nerd's going to come out. I'm not going to get a t-shirt that has like a big picture of baby Yoda on it. I'm going to get something that's a little more relaxed and faded yeah. and more vintage mm-hmm. and throwback when to show my star Wars fandom. I'm not going sure, to stand yeah. out. I'm just not, that's not my personality. So um, for, for me, I think in terms of what I've seen, what I love, I love like poster art like uh-huh. prints. That's what I love are getting different prints from these concerts because it's something we love to put into a frame and hang on the wall. 
and it's something too that shows it off and it's it they look great especially if they're in a matted yeah. frame sometimes too and it has the date and everything you can definitely remember it um i do have some friends that love getting posters and they'll frame it with a mat and put their ticket stubs in there as well and if mm-hmm. they get an autograph or they get a picture with the artist they'll put that in there so they put a make a whole thing out of it uh, which is yeah. pretty cool too so it's, it's neat to see how what people collect from concerts because merch is obviously a big part of that mm-hmm. yeah and so we had the show um at the ryman on the 23rd and nine out of ten times every show that goes to the ryman will have a hatch print oh right yeah so like that was just an insane night like i couldn't help but smile like i had tears in my eyes the whole the whole night you know working there and then now working a show on my own there um so chase had a hatch print and i got it and i got it framed and holy cow that stuff is so expensive to get framed uh yeah <laughs> they're like 70 percent off i was like geez dang like thank god i saved 230 dollars. i was like 70 70 percent off like uh, i take you went to michael's <laughs> i did <laughs> yes 70 percent off i was like mom i saved 230 dollars. you're telling me this would have been 330 yep. and then i was like well this is an important thing you know my first concert that i worked at the rhyme and you know all this stuff and she's like you don't have to justify it to me like you deserve right. this you earned it i was like okay but this is really expensive <laughs> like oh, michael's is one of those places you only buy those things when it's on sale or you have a mega coupon that's it that's- I, and i told her i was like i don't like I worked at the Ryman for how many years? Like this is the first thing I've gone framed from the Ryman. So I think I'm okay. I don't see myself getting anything framed in the near future. Um, let's hope not. Cause yeah. it's expensive. I'll tell you what, I got a custom frame folks that are, can't see it, but there's a big panoramic print behind me that Lucy can see from the winter classic at the big house when it's Detroit versus Toronto. And they didn't have frames for panoramic, panoramic prints back in 2013 I got a custom frame and back then I was definitely younger and dumber and <laughs> paid the full price. I think I had only only like a 15% off coupon for Michael's and paid 120 bucks. Oh, that's but not bad though. It's not bad. But when I start thinking of, I probably could have gotten this for 50. Yeah. <laughs> then it's bad. And then they had frames there, but the hatch print was a half inch longer oh. than what I was like. I can't, like, what am I? I can't cut this up. Right. <laughs> Well, we had to do that with an Elton John. It was just, it, it, but it had enough of a border and I just had to trim uh-huh. like a quarter of an inch from each side to make it fit in this frame. It's like, we are not paying for custom framing for this. Yeah. It's so close. It's so close. I was like, good Lord. <laughs> so. Well, Lucy, congratulations. I know everyone's really excited for you. Can't wait to hear yeah. more about being on tour and just more of the, the stories from the road, especially once you get more stories to tell. Can't wait to hear about those different stories. And I mean, small world too, because uh, Chase's photographer knows oh, one of the guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. knows one of the guys on my hockey team, the Mighty Drunks, and he came out to photograph our hockey yeah. game a few weeks ago. So yeah. Nashville's growing and huge, but there's always some sort of small world connection with these things. It, yeah, it's, it's just so crazy. I just, it is. <laughs> nobody pinch me, please. <laughs> I, I just, like, what is my life right now? I'm just so, wow. I know. Well, you have that and then potential playoffs are coming up too for the Preds that could keep you busy too. So, so many different things coming up that'll keep us, keep us all busy, but Lucy, Mm -hmm. congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Can't can't wait to hear more about that. And folks stay tuned. We're going to work on getting more guests that are in the music industry and the sports industry uh, to make sure you stay entertained and continue Mm -hmm. to learn more. Like I learned a lot tonight about the behind the scenes of the touring industry with, with music. So I can't wait to learn more. So, all right, folks. You can always ask me anything. 
Absolutely. So make sure, yeah, make sure you're following Lucy on Instagram. We'll make sure to include that in the copy. And cause she posts a lot on there too. And you can ask her some <laughs> questions. Maybe, maybe what we'll have to do is just host a Q and a, what it's like Q&A. working behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. There we go. So, all right. Well, she's Lucy. I'm Justin. Thanks as always for tuning in to Hockey Tonk Backstage. <laughs>